And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the Boochcast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the Boochcast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and and anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, and there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard, and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I am encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our Boochcast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a coworker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Boochcast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I myself 
am not willing to donate to. So go to GoFundMe.com slash Saving Ron's Life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life.
Hello and welcome to the Boochcast. I am your host, Elvis Delinsky. I will be covering June 26th edition of AEW here in the Boochcast, which in the soon future it will be called the Delinsky Cast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My imaginary lawyers are going to go serve some papers to Mr. Benny Bucci, and I will be running this show. But until then, you have to hear my melodious voice talking about AEW this week. But before I even get there, I need to talk a couple things real quick. Couple things about Mr. Vinny Bucci. First and foremost, you son of a bitch. I heard what you've been saying. Calling me out on the Boochcast. You can't just call me and say, brother, what's going on? Whatever. We talk on a daily basis and you couldn't bring anything up except you explode on your fucking podcast. The podcast that only me and a few, a handful of other people listen to. You dirty son of a bitch. I got you. First and foremost, thank you so much for covering me for a pay-per-view when I was out on vacation because you know what? In the Boochcast... And Booch Catch Nation, I apologize too. I've been gone for quite some time. I do apologize. Me and Desmond couldn't get her timings right. Um, AEW keeps switching nights. It went from a Wednesday to a Friday to a Saturday, which this one was on a Saturday. But unless, you know, shit fucking happens. Um, AEW switches nights. I'm out of town. Desmond is, like, you know, super busy. And we're fucking tired. Vinny, I know you don't want to hear it, though, but you know what? Fuck you. We've been fucking tired. So if you listen to the podcast, you know what we're talking about. Because Vinny went on his whole fucking rant about, I don't want to hear that I'm fucking tired. And I don't want to hear that shit, whatever. At least John's got an excuse. Yeah, I know John's got an excuse. There's a wedding going on. But you know what, though? I have a life, too. I got shit to do. I have to go. I mean, I just went to Myrtle Beach. I went to Tennessee. I'm going to Hilton Head again. So, again, next week, I will be gone again. So, our fearless leader, why don't you put up your big panties up and actually do the fucking show. If you don't like AEW, get someone else who could do it for you while I'm gone. Because you know what? It's summertime, baby. And we got vacations to do. Although, I love recapping my show because AEW is the best wrestling promotion in the world. I don't give a fuck what you or John say or anybody else says. AEW is the place to be. No one's watching WWE. No one gives a fuck about wwe no one gives a fuck about nxt i'm glad you lifers Vinny, you're a wwe fanboy you're gonna sit there and you're gonna wave that flag for the rest of your fucking life and i get it i mean you're a fanboy you're always gonna be a fanboy you're never gonna grow out of that phase me i've always looked for looking at things and you know the thing i came to the conclusion the other day i was watching pluto tv i was watching lucha underground and you know what the spirit of lucha underground lives deep in aew now this show was fucking phenomenal. And you know what though? I can sit there and brag it up and everything else, but I have to sit there and poke a little fun at our fucking fearless fucking leader, right? You know, a uh, guy who's supposed to be a wrestling nerd or whatever. Ends up he's just a fucking fanboy for WWE. He will sit there and shovel shit of garbage that they hand feed him week in and week out because he loves the product. Apparently, there's nothing that we wrong, does wrong when it comes to it. When it comes to Raw, when it comes to SmackDown, even when it comes to NXT. You know, he hates the IWC for, you know, still praising AEW because he's got the mentality of fucking Jim Cornette. And I get it. Everybody, There's a different type of wrestler, different kind of things, whatever, a uh, different type of fan when it comes to wrestling. But, like, you guys are really trying to put your thumb down on how garbage AEW is when in reality, WWE as a whole is fucking garbage. You might have a couple, and I'm talking about not even a handful of storylines that make sense. Roman Reigns, best fucking thing on TV. You guys are finally giving Cesaro something to do, which is fucking amazing. I can't fucking believe it. And then there's that one... Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, wait, no. Number three. Pat McAfee. 
Pat McAfee is the best thing on SmackDown other than Roman Reigns. That's number two. Right next to uh, Cesaro. So the top three. And they're on fucking SmackDown. All three are on SmackDown. I mean, I could bring up um, Shinsuke Nakamura being uh, Kingsay Nakamura, which is fucking amazing. NXT? What? You guys brought in Samoa Joe as a fucking enforcer? That's a laughing joke. Samoa Joe is capable of a lot more than being a fucking enforcer for William Regal. What, because Karrion Cross is there and he's so evil? He, I, this is the thing, right? Last week I watched main event on WWE. I saw Karrion Cross come out without Scarlett Bordeaux, without the music, without the entrance. You know what like, Karrion Cross looked like? No joke. He looked like a creator wrestler from like any wrestling game from like 2008 up in 2022. I'm telling you. I know the game hasn't came out yet. It's going to be out later on this year. But nonetheless... Karrion Cross looked like a creator wrestler, like it's generic. Like, what do you mean they have, like, their basic whatever? Without the ring entrance, without Scarlet Bordeaux, without the, like, little timings and the cameras and everything else, the guy ain't shit. I know it's a hot take, but you're gonna sit there and shit at my product? You can't watch WWE? You can't watch AEW? You're gonna sit there and hold on to uh, Corny's drive through fucking uh, advice of the week? You've been drinking that Kool-Aid, man. You tell me I drink the Kool-Aid for AEW. Hell yeah, that shit's fucking delicious. I'll drink that shit all day. I'll drink it off uh, Kenny Omega's fucking nuts. Because that's the kind of fan I am. But you can't sit there and say that you're not the same. You can't sit there and tell me that you don't sit there and talk about how great NXT and, you know, talking about the other show, AEW. At least we're getting ratings. We're picking up wrestling. You guys are dropping off by the weight load. We're going to be the number one wrestling um, show here next couple years. Mark my word, this man's losing his fucking mind. He's losing people. He just fired 13 more people, which me and Vinny will probably get to later on, but he's losing people by the fucking wayside. We're picking people up left and right. We got a second show. We got a YouTube channel. I mean, we got Bing the Elite. I mean, I know AEW is not your cup of tea, Vinny. I get it. John, I'm not going to talk shit about you because you know I love you, brother. I mean, except for your handicap when it comes to watching wrestling and NXT. And actually, I'm not going to talk to you about NXT. NXT is a good product. It's the only counterbalance we have. And we had the ones in that wars. It was fun because I love watching both, both products. But you're trying to tell me that NXT is better than fucking AEW? No. You are sadly mistaken, folks. I am telling you, we are better because we are the best. We are number one. It just takes a little time. SmackDown's been around for a long time. Raw's been around for a long time. And look at Raw. Look at the current state of Monday Night Raw. It is fucking garbage. Now, again, folks, I apologize for being on for some time. Me and Desmond, we couldn't get our schedules together. We're supposed to be doing this week in, week out, trying to get the product out as fast as we can. Um, you know, but life happens. You know, we want to sit there and give you the most entertainment, the most analysis, and our stupid little ideas of what's going to happen next, what happened, what's the continuity, what's not continuity, and, you know, just kind of bring AEW to a whole different limelight because we have our fearless leader who wants to sit there and shit on our fucking show every fucking week, which makes no fucking sense because I don't sit there and talk about how bad NXT is. I talk about how bad um, Raw is, and then, you know, SmackDown, other than Roman Reigns, Pat McAfee, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Other than that, everything's fucking garbage. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think NXT is really a threat to us because they're doing their own thing. AW is their own components. We're our own. We're on our own island. It's a fun island, and the cool thing is this fun little island. Everybody wants to go play in it. Ask anybody from MLW, AAA, Ring of Honor, Impact, that Forbidden Door in New Japan, WWE. We know you try to get there, but we beat you to the punch months ago. Fuck, even a year ago. So yeah. 
we got some things in the burner, man. But anyways, enough of the rants. Vinny, I love you. You're a piece of shit. I get it. You're pissed off. We didn't put out a show. I can be pissed off too. You're, you know, you have a reputation. You're supposed to put on a show, and and then when your person who dogs you all the time and says, "Let's put out the show. Let's put out the content. Let's do this. Let's do that," who's not there? I get it. So for that standpoint, I'm sorry that my life is just fucking awesome and I get to go on vacations. But at the same time, I'm I'm gonna say something you don't like. I am fucking tired. <laughs> Anyways, let's start this fucking banger off. AEW, ladies and gentlemen, has been on a fucking roll. I'm not sure you've been watching for the past couple weeks, but man, again, AEW is the best wrestling show, period. Change my mind. You won't. Nobody can. Vinny can't. Jimmy can't. Or I'm saying Jim Cornette, but I'm going to call him Jimmy because it's like it's almost like I know him, but I don't. Um, you know, Gator, whoever else wants to go on there, John, whatever. I guess I'm the minority, but at the same time, I like new wrestling. It's super fucking fun. So, um, where you start off with, oh, wow, it starts off with Hangman and Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, I'm going to sidetrack here for a second. I'm not sure. I've been saying it for weeks. I've been saying it for a year, year and a half. Fuck, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what it is. But I'm telling you this. If you haven't been watching Being Elite... Watch last week's Being Elite. So if, you, if you're listening to us on a Monday, on, uh, let's say, uh, June 28th, go back a week. Go back on the 21st of June and watch Being the Elite. Now, Being the Elite is hit or miss sometimes, but watch this segment with the Dark Order. I'm not going to give it more to where it's at, but I am very much sure Hangman Adam Page is on the fast track to becoming world champion. Um, it's a stupid skit. But wrestling's stupid, so we all watch it anyway. But it kind of hit a trigger. It kind of hit a thing with the fans. And part of the IWC, I'll tell you that uh, it's going to be pretty fucking amazing. Um, of course, this one started with Hangman Adam Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And, man, you know, everybody loves Adam Hangman Page. He is fantastic at what he does. He pops so hard. And, you know, I forgot to bring one more last thing. We had fans in the audience. And, God, man, it's fucking awesome. You know, watching the Thunderdome is this fucking garbage, you know? Like, hold it's, it's the weirdest thing. You're having fans who are supposed to be watching the show just show their face watching them wrestle. It's the weirdest thing ever, you know? And, uh, it, like, the music's piped in and the sound's piped in and they get the beer on um, the cheers and the booze by, uh, it's got to be Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn's going to be pressing the hooray or the boo or whatever. I mean, it's all piped in by Kevin Dunn in the back in a production team. That's garbage. So you're having people who are not actually out there just having their faces on a camera project into the screen. That's fucking weird. I don't care what anybody says. That's the weirdest thing in the world. But having a live audience, getting the pops. And we all remember what pops were, remember? It's been a year and a half. But let me remind you what pops are. It's when you see a superstar that gets you so excited, you pop out of your seat, you cheer, you jump up and down, and then not only that, you get the booze, like, boo, but, like, you feel like the crowd, you feel like the bass, you feel it echoing off the building. I mean, that's the stuff. Wrestling hasn't been wrestling without the fans in there. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm glad AEW has, you know, uh, went through these troubled waters and got to where they're at. That's fucking amazing, right? Um, but at the same time, the fans is what makes it so uh, I'm glad that super fucking happy the fans were there not just like you know the people who are working there like the uh, people in the development or people who work in uh, dark or whatever we actually had real fans in there and actually you know I kind of skipped something I'm gonna go to it right away um, it was uh, 
Alex Marvez, uh, Vinny's favorite announcer, was interviewing Sammy Guevara, and then out of nowhere, fucking Sean Spears attacked him. Like, he came from behind a corner, he was in a trash can or some shit, and attacked Sammy Guevara. And, like, I started thinking to myself when I was watching this, I'm like, how long was Sean Spears just waiting there? Like, did he, like, time when Sammy Guevara, like, was he there like, okay, looks like he goes through the back door, lot B, and he gets here around 4 o'clock, so I'll probably stay in this trash can for about two, uh, two hours. I don't know. It's fucking weird, but he, um, he set him up because, obviously, Sammy Guevara is to be going against MGF later on. Um, I don't think it's this week, but next week. But nonetheless, um, and I remember I had a intuition a, a couple months ago about when the inner circle was actually all heels about him turning a face and what a great face he's going to be. And sure enough, we're right there, folks. Sammy G is a face. He's no longer a heel. Now, I think he's better as a heel, but I'd like to see him... I'd like to see his run as a face to see how it runs. Um, but that was a small little thing. kind of sets up something for later on tonight. We'll get there later on. But we did have Hangman Adam Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And, man, dude, I love Powerhouse Hobbs, man. He He's, he's kind of like my Big E without the personality. Um, that's the best way to say it, though. And it's not in the worst way. They're just big, beefy guys who just look intimidating and... Um, you know, Hobbs could fucking move, man. I mean, Hobbs is freaking amazing. Um, whole bunch of back and forth in this match. Um, Hobbs does like it's weird. Hobbs could do a fucking moonsault. You know, he does cross bodies. Um, I think this match is pretty fucking awesome. I mean, AEW has been consistently doing shows where their first matches and their main events are the fucking bangers. And what a way to start off with Hangman and Page and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, if you watch one thing in wrestling this week, I would definitely say watch this match because Hangman on the Page brings the goods every fucking week. Um, the cool thing is about this one too, Paros Hobbs, he's not like a dummy either. Um, you know how like, you know, most faces when they go sit there and um, try stuff for their special move, whatever, they kind of sit there all laggy, whatever. When uh, Hangman on the Page was actually setting up for the um, Buckshot Lariat, uh, Paros Hobbs is like, nah, not having any of that. Just going to get out of the road, get out of ropes. I'm not going to do anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we get the winners of Hangman and a Page um, with the dead shot to get the pin and the win. Um, so, overall, it was a great fucking match. Uh, Hangman and a Page is your winner. It looks like he's heading up towards the ranks for um, the World Championship. And I think we have, uh, for the main event tonight, we have uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Versus Kenny Omega, uh, which is going to be very fucking awesome. But if you look at the rankings as of right now, Hangman and Page has always been right there. Um, he's always been on the cusp of winning the championship. Now, do keep in mind, do keep in mind that um, when AEW first started, it was Hangman on a Page versus uh, Chris Jericho. Now, I think we can all agree that ever since that loss to Chris Jericho, not being the first world champion, um, Hangman and Page has been on a spiral. Um, you know, he's kind of been unpredictable. He's not there with his friends. He was drinking a lot. Um, I'm being the elites. Um, I guess private party, um, loaned him like $12.50 for a drink or something like that and made him wait six months to finally pay him back. Um, but, um, even the tag team that I had with, um, with, um, Kenny Omega before he became the cleaner, um, you kind of see that he was his friend, but he didn't want to be there because I think that really took a toll on him. He wanted to be first champion, and when he didn't get there, he kind of felt like he let himself down. But not only that, the fans, the people who believed in him. Now, he wasn't a household name, 
Vinny would say, he's like, well, I think it's a good thing that, uh, you know, Chris Jericho was because he put legitimately on the belt. I get it, Vinny. I get it. But I think story-wise and continuity when it comes to this is that he was so taken down because he lost the first championship match he had. Um, it went on a spiral where he started drinking. He wasn't happy. Even though he held a tag team gold with Kenny Omega, um, he still wasn't happy because he wanted the world championship. Um, and then he saw things with Kenny. He's like, well, Kenny's kind of a dick. So um, I think it's kind of coming out little by little, and it did. And then he kind of went through like a little dark time, and then he found himself with a dark order. Um, dark order trying to recruit him. He's like, no, I don't want to be part of a cult. Um, and they just loved hanging out with them. If you watch Being the Elite, the most wholesome shit you'll see on Being the Elite is like Dark Order with Hangman Page. So if you go on YouTube and just check that out, it's fucking amazing. On the last episode, he had an epiphany, and the Dark Order is the way for him to win a championship. That's just my prediction, but that's what's going to happen on there. So there you go. Um, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, I guess I was just kind of buying into that, give into my little conspiracy theories about what happened. Uh, then at the end, they had a uh, short promo between uh, the main event between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. They go to a promo with the Young Bucks and Brandon Color. Um, they, he's kind of sitting in the middle behind them. They talk about how everybody, they've beaten everybody up in the past uh, couple months. Um, they talk about their match coming up against Kingston and Pentagon Jr. Um... And now the next segment we have on here. <clears throat> so let me just clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry, they got something in my throat over there. We had uh, <clears throat> an interview with Tony Schiavone and Tully Blanchard and Conan, which was pretty awesome. We got to see Conan. If you guys remember Conan, he was back in the WCW days. He's uh, been uh, highly involved in Mexico over there with AAA and um, uh, MLW, I think, it's, I think it was called. Um, Conan says, nothing can stop pride and powerful. I know that you guys are from North Carolina, or men or men or sheep are scared. Tully says he knows Kenny was a legend, but he says that his guys, FTR, will end his game. Uh, Conan says that when it's over, Walmart will still be hiring greeters. <laughs> so a bunch of bakering between a whole bunch of old legends. Um, pretty awesome. Conan struck it out of the fucking park. Um, Conan brings up his backup, and Tully shows footage of Pride and Powerful being attacked. Then Conan's guys, who are with masks inside the ring, take off their mask, and it happens to be FTR, and they attack Conan and celebrate with each other. This is pretty cool. So Conan goes out there. He's got his guys out there, you know, luchador mask. He goes, like, you know, kind of giving back and forth with the pinnacle. So I guess it's going to start some kind of feud. Um, the switch, obviously, uh, Conan's guys warned his guys it was FTR, and they attack Conan, which I think was pretty awesome. Um... And then next we have Dante Martin making his way out to the ring uh, with Vicky Guerrero. She comes out and does the whole, excuse me, excuse me. And then Jayati comes out there. And, you know, I'm thinking like he's going to pick his shot. He's going to sit there and do something. But he just kind of sits there. Um, Vicky says she knows everyone's waiting for a huge announcement. However, Matt, the Seidel brothers come out. And Vicky stops Andrade from getting involved. Fast forward to the Seidel brothers. It's really just Matt versus uh, Dante Martin. And I gotta say, man, um, Dante Martin is pretty awesome. Um, he's a newbie. Um, it was pretty cool because uh, he's an up and comer. It's so you gotta keep an eye out for this guy. Now, Matt Seidel, I know he had that big botch. And that's gonna forever be etched in stone um, with that botch for his debut on her. But like, I think Matt Seidel has been um, really doing a lot to 
um, be better about it. And uh, it's kind of hard to live down, but I think he proves it week in, week out. Uh, this, ma this, um, this match was pretty awesome. Uh, Sado hits Dante with the lightning spiral to get the win. After the match, Sidella and Martin shake hands. A little show of camaraderie, you know, when it comes to wrestlers. Because you're going to need that. You know, you just kind of sit there just beat up, beat up, beat up, and call it a day, whatever. Um, after that, we get a promo from Jungle Boy. He says he's ready for the match against Omega. Christian Cage, I don't know where, a wild Christian Cage appears out of nowhere and says uh, people don't believe he deserves a shot to, um, you know, have a shot at the world championship, but prove them wrong and walk some way. And I'm thinking to myself, motherfucker, he won a battle royal. Of course he deserves to be there. It doesn't matter if he won by fluke or he happened to be the last person, which it happened to be, but it wasn't a fluke. He won it. Jungle Boy is pretty fucking over. Um, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Chris Jericho for more than 10 minutes. Remember that? A couple months ago or maybe a year ago. I can't remember exactly. I'm not a a wrestling thesaurus or a dictionary or a Wikipedia the way Vinny Bucci is but I mean he's fucking super over and with that new song he has out um, for his entrance things like bo I mean dude I mean having the crowd over there see him back there it's pretty awesome then we get a promo from Jade Cargill and smart Mark Sterling I you know what I just don't give a fuck about Jade Cargill I don't I want to like her I just don't care about her. She's that bitch. Wow. Okay, that's that's catchy. That's gonna be that's gonna look great on a T-shirt. Um, so they're gonna give ten percent off her shirts on aw like shopaw.com. You couldn't pay me thirty dollars to wear that shirt. Nonetheless, I'm gonna have to buy a shirt. No, I'm good. Um, not a big Jade Cargill fan. I don't think she's developing the right way. I mean, aesthetically, yeah, she's tough. She's got the you know, the body for it, though. Um, she's got the attitude, which is fine, but she's missing something. Um, it's just going to take some time for her to find it, but right now it's not connecting with me. I don't think it's going to be anything great. So, I'm going to move on for that one, because I was just a pro in the back. I don't give two fucks about it. At the moment, I don't, so we'll see what happens next. Next, we get a backstage promo with MGF, and he says that Dean Malenko should not be around the business. Um, and he starts taking shots at his health. He's got Parkinson's and he's old and you know, this is a, a dangerous kind of environment and to you know, to his credit, MJF is fucking right. Uh, Dean Malenko should not be in there. Um, backstage, of course, whatever, but he should not be there. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager became attacking um, MJF, Wardlow and Sean Spears. MJF and the Pinnacle get the upper hand on um, Jericho and Hager. Uh, Spears is about to hit Jericho with the chair. Now, keep in mind, Chris Jericho does have that sling because he was pushed off that cage and um, his hand is or his elbow is kind of like in, um, in the cast or whatever. Um, and then guess who makes the save? Superboy Sammy Guevara makes the save. Gets on the microphone and says that AEW chose the wrong guy to put on the posters and action figures and says that this week, um, that this week he will prove that he will beat MJF. And then we get a promo from Miro. Now, Miro is the best... Miro's number one. Miro is the best. Miro's number one. Talk about Brian Pillman Jr. They're going to have a match. And he goes like, man, you accepting my match is the bravest thing you ever did. But you accepted my challenge. So it's the dumbest thing you ever did. MJF, I mean not MJF, but Miro is, this is the Miro we've been waiting for. He is the best man. He is the best man. <laughs> he is like so awesome. He is the best thing on TV today. Um, his persona, the way he comes off, you know, the, uh, his promos, man, his promos are fucking amazing. Um, I think it's going to really do wonders for him. Miro has been the best with that championship. I think so far, 
no account for anybody else from Cody or uh, Brody Lee, rest in peace. Um, but I think Miro is the best TNT champion. Because I might even bring up fucking um, Darby Allen, because Darby Allen, I don't think, was a good champion. Uh, just my own opinion. Is he a good wrestler? Yeah. Is But mostly he's like a body bag. He's just like, um, you know, I just I, I don't believe him as a character. I don't believe him as a wrestler. Um, you know, I'm, he just kind of build up some strength. He's got to build up some weight or something. I mean, he's good at what he does. I mean, he's entertaining as all hell. Like, he surely is. But I don't think, like, I mean, there's a big cult following behind him. I get it. He's good, but he's not as good as a lot of people say. Uh, but Miro, on the other hand, man, he's taking that championship. I think he's elevated more than Cody has, uh, Brody, um, anybody else that have that title. So anybody who's ever held that title can't hold a candle to Miro because Miro, his promos, his action, you know, his timing on everything he does, it's fantastic. And Miro is the best thing on AEW um, TV as of right now, actually. I would be so bold to say all of wrestling. So, yeah, take down your pipe and smoke it, John, because uh, he's better than Adam Cole, baby. Anyways. Let's move forward. Uh, we have All Eagle Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson now. Bear Bronson, I've never seen him in a singles match, which is pretty good. Now, Bear Bronson is a big fucking dude. I mean, this guy, I mean, the name Bear should say something. So if you've never seen his matches, just imagine a bear with the toughness of uh, Charles Bronson. Nah, I'm joking. Um, but now this is a great match. This is really setting up for... Uh, Ethan Page uh, versus obviously uh, Darby Allen. Um, Bear Bronson is a big fucking dude. I mean, he truly is. And they had to make um, all Eagle Ethan Page look um, strong as fucking it did. And man, Bronson delivered in spades. Um, you know, Ethan Page is like outsparting him. You know, trying to do these different things. But dude, do you want to know how the match ended? It met. It ended with the ego fucking edge. Now imagine the Razor's edge. And Bear Bronson's a big fucking dude. He pretty much gave him the um, the ego fucking raise, uh, ego's edge, and kind of threw him around like he was a he like he he wouldn't anything at all. It was probably the best thing I've seen in a long time. All Eagle Ethan Page has been paying off in spades, obviously with Scorpio Sky. Um, it's gonna lead to and pretty much after the match, um, he gets on a microphone and says that he's not done with Darby Allen. He challenges Darby to a coffin match because obviously they can do a, a casket match, I guess, because rights or something, but not a, coffin ma a coffin match, saying he's going to be the nail that drives in the last coffin in there. You know, dead stuff. You know, Undertaker-esque kind of stuff, whatever. But you know what, though? I'll take it. I haven't seen a coffin match. I haven't seen a, um, a casket match in a long time, so why not? It'd be fun. Who knows? Maybe when they try to put uh, Darby in there, Sting comes out like Undertaker, you know, and does some weird shit. I don't know. It'd be pretty fucking awesome. But nonetheless, I'm going to move on to the next one. We have Britt Baker and Rebel cutting a promo about their upcoming tag team match against Nala Rose and Vicky Guerrero. And then we move up to The Bunny with The Butcher versus Chris Statlander. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really digging The Bunny. I'm digging The Butcher, The Blade, The Candlestick Maker, and everything else that Chris uh, or Jim Cornette's been talking about. Chris Taylor, I haven't seen her in TV for a while. She finally came back. She's associated with the best friends on there. Um, obviously, the butter, uh, the Butcher and the Blade, um, they're a faction with Matt Hardy, which I think is fantastic. Um, they've done spades for them. Uh, Chris Taylor, obviously, with the best friends. Um, I remember the Butcher at one point of the match uh, slipped the bunny some uh, brass knucks, um, which... Eventually, gets, uh, I guess, got taken away by Orange Cassidy. 
the butchers keep an eye on this, and they actually, um, I guess the bun, uh, I'm sorry, I gotta take this back, it's gonna be Chris Statler to take the win on this one with a Big Bang Theory on the bunny, but then after that, though, the Blade attacks Orange Cassidy, Orange, um, Angelico and Jack Evans, CH2, uh, they come out and start attacking Orange Cassidy with the Blade, and then, uh, he goes into Orange Cassidy's pocket, takes the brass nugs, and knocks out Orange Cassidy. Now, I just like the fact that they had a brass knocks, um, the bunny was supposed to use it, Chris Sandler took it out, and then um, Orange Cassidy puts it in his pocket like he always does. He puts everything in his pocket, his hands, his car keys, his wallet, his phone, and brass knocks. It fits over here too. Um, it's really good to see on Helico and Jack Evans because um, I love on Helico and Jack Evans. More more so in Helico. I think he's so great. Um, I think, I wish he was more prolific, I, I guess. I wish he had a more single stance, and he kind of did his own thing, because being a heel is not really working for him. He's more of a face, especially with his moveset. Uh, Jack Evans is just a natural heel, um, so it's kind of a weird little scenario out there. I can't wait till he breaks out, but um, I'm kind of liking this little formation as of right now, but let's see what happens next. But uh, Next we have over here, um, if I can just get my computer to work completely working. We get a promo from QT Marshall, and he said he's tired of Cody. And at Road Rager, he was moving on from Cody. So, I know we've been talking about QT Marshall for a while. It's been a while since I've been on. And I do apologize. I think I apologized two or three times already. But I'm not going to keep going to that little well. I'm going to keep digging and pumping at that well. Um, QT Marshall has been doing fantastically. Um, his little feud with Cody is really um, elevating him for he, where he was about a year, year and a half ago. Um, I'm not sure what kind of match they're going to have. It's going to be like a last man standing or you know maybe i don't know it falls count anywhere or maybe he's gonna you know cody's gonna have his faction versus qt marshall's faction i don't know what's gonna happen uh but hopefully we get something um set in stone because it should be pretty awesome um and then tony shivani excalibur and jim ross go over the card for next week okay on dynamite because they had to sit there and tell him hey by the way we're back on wednesdays i know we kind of got you fucked up you know going on a friday Going on a Saturday, going on a Sunday, going on Monday at a 2 p.m. or something. I don't know. It was just it was kind of it was kind of a it was kind of here and there. So I could kind of see why the, the programming hasn't been that strong in the past couple weeks. Only because they were going against, I mean, the fucking uh, the playoffs, man. You know, they had the playoffs going on right now. Actually, Atlanta's in the playoffs. Um, I think they're actually playing tonight. I gotta check that because I will be checking that out tonight. Uh, then we get a promo. Uh, from uh, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon Jr. Kingston says that he knows that the Young Bucks, all they care about is their tag team championships and their egos. Kingston says they will take care of that at Wednesday's Dynamite. So obviously we will have Pentagon Jr. and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks for the tag team gold. And now it brings us to the AEW World Championship match. Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus versus Kenny Omega with the Good Brothers and Don Callis. Now, before the match starts, referee Paul Turner orders the Good Brothers, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus to leave ringside, which makes it a regular one-on-one. -on -one. No interference, no outside distractions, no nothing. Kicks everybody out. Um, I know I said earlier, if you're going to watch one match, to if, it, if you watch all of wrestling, you're going to watch one match. Watch the Heyman and Page and Will Hobbs. Well, let me make that better. The world's greatest champion, Kenny Omega fighting against Jungle Boy Jack Perry is the match you want to watch for the week. Just watch those two. Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy. This match, before the match started, they made it seem like it was the biggest match 
of the fucking night, and sure enough, it delivered in spades. I mean, nobody kicks out of the one wing angel. We understand that though, but boy, oh boy, the Jungle Boy reverse it. Uh, he, 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 I think he even reversed it to the world's most devastating move in all of professional wrestling, the roll-up. Um, he got a two-count. Um, Kenny Omega did eventually win in the end, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, this match was fan-freaking-tastic. It's just too much. It was too fast. There was no way you could catch up with everything that had on there. Watch that match, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. And I got to give it to Kenny Omega. Um, he's got a herniated tailbone. Um, he's got some injuries he's working through, and not only is he doing championship matches on on a Wednesday or on a Saturday or a Tuesday or whatever, <coughs> he's actually doing TV for Impact as well. So the dude's hurt. He is doing everything he can to try to get this taken care of, and he's still delivering these kind of matches, and he put Jungle Boy over. Now, Jungle Boy did take the loss, but he was looking stronger because of it. And I gotta say one thing about this match too. Now, obviously, Jungle Boy, um, they were fighting back and forth. Um, um, Anderson and Gallows come out, but Frankie Kazarian and Marcus Stunt stop them. They go back head to head. Now, I'm gonna pause it right there. Frankie Kazarian, since his breakup uh, of SCU, because when they fought the Young Bucks, they said they don't win a tag team championship, they're gonna retire, or he was gonna retire. Um, uh, not Kazarian, but uh, Christopher Daniels. Pretty much like. Frankie Kazarian's been like a one-man wrecking crew. He's like the elite killer, pretty much. He's going after him one by one by one. I think this is the best way they could play Frankie Kazarian. Not really tied to anybody. He's just on a quest of revenge and hates to get back to the people who took out his best friend in wrestling. Um, made him want to retire because uh, Young Bucks were doing Young Bucks things. Again, I say Young Bucks are the greatest tag team in the world right now, along with Kenny Omega being a best world champion, now also Miro being the best TNT champion. We got the best champions in the world, all holding titles. And one thing that dawned on me was all the titles that are being held currently right now are all held by heels, even the women's division, by Britt Baker. We got Miro, who's doing fantastic. Kenny Omega, to everybody, I don't know why people just can't get behind him. I understand, like, they don't, they don't resonate with him, or he's not as good as they say he is. I think he's the best starting wrestler in the world. Prove me wrong. You can't show me a match with Callum with Adam Cole and say he has a better match than him. There's no freaking way. His psychology, the way he moves around the ring, the way he builds other people up, he does it. He does it in space. He did it for Jungle Boy tonight. He did it for any person he's faced before. The best champion who's so giving. Knowing that, though, he's giving to another corporation, too. He's giving to Impact. He doesn't have to do that. I mean, Don Callis used to work for Impact, and he has got re recently fired from Impact like a week or two ago. And Kenny's still there. You don't see anybody else from the other brand trying to build other people up. They're, they're bringing them down. They're firing them. They ain't doing shit with them. While my company's on the upside, that company's just, like, letting go talent left and right because they wanted to hoard them all together. And they're like, hey, man, maybe we should save some money and not hoard all the good talents. So now they're getting rid of it. And we're going to capitalize on it. We got two shows. Bring them all. You know what? We just, just keep firing them. You know, just, just let them all go. You shouldn't have had them in the first place. You should have let them make their mark in the indies and then let them go anywhere else because, yeah, your, your, your place is the place of the Giants. You, you guys really do pay well. But you guys do nothing with your characters, except for like a few people. That's not, that's not named Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I could go on a rain on that forever, but not going to. I will hold myself back to a higher standard. I will not do that today because WWE 
Um, it's just a laughing joke. It's pretty much what TNA was years ago. So, <clears throat> anyways, in a match, Christian Cage comes out and makes a save. Uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy follow him out. Matt Hardy goes for a twist of faith. Christian counters and go for a kill switch. As he does, the Young Bucks are there and hit him with a super kick. Hardy then hits Cage with a twist of faith and the show goes off the air. So, it was a super packed, amazing freaking show. Um, top to bottom, I don't think there was really spots except for the Jade Cargo thing, but that's just my own personal opinion. I could be wrong, um, but again, it's my opinion. That's what I think. Um, say, see what you think. Um, if you're going to our, I don't know, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff on there, I wouldn't read it. I'm not on there. Um, I took myself off of social media. This is the only thing I really do online. So, hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, kind of rusty. I haven't been doing this in quite some time. It's been a couple weeks. I've been enjoying some time off. Um, I got yelled at by my boss from wrestling, uh, Vinny Bucci. He's like, okay guys, you guys need a show. My guy has a And I was like, oh my god, fuck, I'll do a show then. Jesus Christ. But, by the way, my Vinny Bucci impression is impeccable. Because you guys can't tell if it's Vinny or it's Elvis. It goes back and forth. We can't really tell. But anyways, one last thing before we let you go. We do it every time. I can't help it. But you know what? It's time for the rankings. I know it's been a long time, my little birdies. We are here right now. So your AEW rankings as of Saturday, June 26th. Your current mega champion, Kenny Omega, at 5-0. Your TNT champion is Miro, because Miro is the best. Miro's number one. Number one contender, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Number two, you got Adam Page. Remember that name. Number three, you got Orange Cassidy. Number four, you got Powerhouse Hobbs. And number five, you got Darby Allen. Now in your women's rankings, obviously we all know the champion. I mean, she's probably like the best thing on here. She's pretty amazing. Mrs. Britt Baker, DMD. At 11-1 record, with number one contender, we have Nala Rose. Number two, you got Ty Conte. Number three, you got Thunder Rosa. Number four, you got Chris Statlander. And number five, Hikiro Shida. Oh my, how the mighty have fallen. But you know what? She needs a time off. I'm glad she's getting better. And last but not least, you got your tag team rankings. Your current tag team, tag team champion and the best tag team in the world. You got the Young Bucks, currently at a 2021 tag team record, 8-0. Number one contenders, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. Number two, you got the acclaimed with Anthony um, Bowens and Max Carter. Number three, you got FTR in uh, Dax Harwood and um, Cash Wheeler. Number five, you got Private Party. And number six, you got Santana Ortiz. And that has been your rankings for AEW. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a long time. You guys have uh, been missing my voice. Uh, Desmond couldn't be here today. Um... We're going to try to figure something out to get our schedules together and right. And, um, but you'll hear both of us on here. I mean, I miss, him, I miss having him on here. Um, good kid. You know, uh, we talk uh, wrestling, uh, D&D, and pretty much fucking everything else. So, nonetheless, um, it was fun. Have a great day. Um, hope you hear us next week. I may or may not be on the show. I don't know. I'm going on another vacation. I know. It sucks having a good life. It's fucking amazing. But, nonetheless, I will hit you guys later. If it's not me, it'll be somebody else. Hopefully Desmond. If not, then I'll have to be Vinny Bucci, who's on the recap. AEW, it's going to be fucking awesome. Till then, good night, good luck, goodbye. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye.
Right. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.